when you travel, all of these things will happen, right? Unexpected things in a good way, in a bad way, neat people, mishaps, changes, all that kind of stuff. Sixth happens. Nice. (laughs) The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 404. In order to live in the town of Nowcrest, Florida, you have to be a retired letter carrier. Yes, like a postman or a postwoman. Ironically, though, the town does not have a mail delivery service. 2019 was an amazing year for us. We had a ton of great experiences. And over the next seven episodes, we are going to be recounting them in our year in review series. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking superlatives. And I can say with 100% certainty that the superlative for the best new shoe that I found in 2019 goes to my friends over at Suave's. I have been looking for a perfect travel shoe for a long time time and nothing fit the bill. I get that fit the bill, a little pun there. Until I found Suaves, they are crazy comfortable. They look awesome. They're nice enough that you can style them up and go out somewhere really nice. You can dress them down. They're super lightweight. They fit in a bag really easily. Every single thing that I could want from a travel shoe, Suaves is. And you could check them out by going to suaves.com, S-U-A-V-S.com. You can use the special code EPOP. That'll get you 15% off anything you order. I am so happy that in 2019, I finally found my perfect travel shoe. Suaves.com, use the promo EPOP, 15% off. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who said, hey, Trav, it's okay. We could switch it up. It's a new decade, and that's why we're doing superlatives ahead of stats. So we're thanks, getting crazy. Thanks for giving me that permission, my wife, my constant travel companion, and my fellow year in review reviewer. Yes, that is correct. It is a new year, 2020. It is a new decade. It is January 2nd, and we are recording this podcast. And we just wanted to do the superlatives first because they're a little more exciting than the stats, and I feel like they're going to get us in the mood of this recording frenzy of our seven-part series. So if you guys are brand new to the show or you just started listening this year, you haven't listened to our year in review before, what we do each year is we do our year in review series. And this year, I class you, it'll be seven parts. So part one is going to be our superlatives. Think of this as like the back of your high school yearbook. Um, You know, all those fun little quippy best this, worst this type things. Um, Then our second part is going to be the 2019 travel stats. So we dive really nerdily into how many miles we flew, where we went, each trip we took, how many places we slept. So we'll be having that coming out just shortly. Part three, best meals of 2019. Hath one of everyone's favorite episodes of the year. 
Then we'll go into two little, we call them mini episodes. They end up being long anyway. Part four is our best coffee and wine. That's kind of Heather takes the lead on that. She's the coffee and wine drinker. Part five is the best beer that we had in of the year. And then part six, best desserts. And we finish off part seven, best overall travel experiences. So we'll be dripping those out to you guys. We may do them a little quicker. It might not be one a week. We might we might give you a few extra uh, for your listening pleasure there. But we want to kick it off part one with the superlatives. And this was cool, Heath, because both you and I, as we were making our list, and again, like we do for all our podcasts, we don't talk about these ahead of time. So it's as much a surprise of what your list is right. uh, when I hear it as it is for the listener and vice versa. Um, we both though said we were struggling with coming up with like most underwhelming thing, worst this, worst yeah, that. Basically it was just an amazing year and we couldn't come up with too many negative things. Right. But when you really think back on it, there could be a few things. So. Right. So we're going to start with accommodations. And I would say that when I was going through these notes, we kicked butt on accommodations. So obviously our travel style has changed a lot in the last seven years. But I think this year might have been our best our best kind of go at getting good value accommodations, but also having nice places. And I think for me, the overall theme was just views. Like we stayed in places with amazing views. We really views. did. We had the best views of our life in 2019. Yeah. And I don't even know... That it was a trend until we looked back and we... <laughs> I, I think it did was. Did you purposefully... Well, on our road trip, and we'll, and again, when we get in the stats, you'll hear all the trips we do, but we took a road trip up to Canada and Vermont, New Hampshire, and, and then end up in Maine. And that specifically, I remember thinking, I just want to be on bodies of water. And so every place we booked was on a body of water. So anyway, I think that's the general theme was like really good accommodations, not any that were that crazy expensive, and we're going to get into that right now, but just great value, great times. Um, yeah, we upped our accommodation game a bit without having to spend a lot of money. Yeah, that was so the key. those of you who've been listening to us for a long time know that I like really nice places and Trav likes to find a deal. So we really found the perfect year. The sweet spot. 2019, the sweet spot. So hopefully we can continue that trend into 2020. And we'll talk about how we did some of that right now. So our most expensive, we're going to start with our most expensive accommodation of the year. And Heth, that was the Airbnb in Burlington, Vermont, that we booked on Lake Champlain. This was completely last minute. No Did we idea. Book it the day of, we booked it as we were. Yes, as we were driving into Burlington, we tried to book it. Everything was packed in Burlington, Vermont, and this was mid-October, late so October. It was prime leaf-peeping season. I mean, people in New England and people not from New England go to New England just to see the fall foliage. And it was the height of the season, almost on the, the end of the season. So That's I what we thought. We I thought we were going at the end and right. be able to find stuff. But whoops. nothing in Burlington was available at all. So this was actually about 15 minutes north of the city. In Colchester. Right on the lake. This beautiful little... It was only a 900 cabin. square foot cabin, but it lived big. They had done a great renovation. 
Um, the decor inside was very cozy, lots of thoughtful details. It was just really nice, but it was very expensive. It was $714 for two nights now. So that was definitely, <laughs> our, so 350 a night. You know, had we been with another couple, because there were two bedrooms, that would have been fine. You know, then you're splitting it. You're like 175 a night per couple, not a big deal. But we weren't. It was just Heather and I um, with the two kids. So we footed the whole bill. The benefit or kind of the the caveat to this is the fact that we had a bunch of Airbnb credit this year, thanks to my buddy Cubes, who kind of hooked us up with Airbnb credit. And so we, out of pocket, paid $0. Now, I it still counts, I think, because this credit is money. You know, right. if we didn't use and, it for this, we would have used it for something And I else. have to say that even though we had the credit, Trav was still deliberating, like, this is a lot of our credit. Should we use it on just two nights and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if... We didn't have the credit. We probably wouldn't have. I mean, seven fourteen is a lot of money. It's a lot of money, especially because you know we had the two kids. It's not like Trav and I could just sit there and like look at the gorgeous view for hours at end, reading a book and really enjoying the view. But it was a great Airbnb, and just well, and there were no other options. So, like, would we have? Booked it, I don't know, but we were. I looked for every possible option, hotels and stuff like that. We'll get into some of our cheapest. Either way, that was our most expensive. It was a last minute thing. We kind of got caught there. Sometimes you get caught when you wait, sometimes it ends up working out. Um, you know, we usually think that it probably evens out over the long haul of your travel life, right? Um, but 714 for two nights at a, at a cute little cabin, Airbnb on Lake Champlain in right outside of Burlington. That was our most expensive. Now, our cheapest. I want to mention three different things because this gets into some of the ways that you're able to have amazing travel experiences and not break the bank, which is what we, you know, our ethos here. One of the things we try to help you do is figure out how to, how to have these experiences um, for as cheap as possible or as affordable as possible. First, $0 out of pocket for us at house sitting in Boulder. We were there for 24 days at a house in Boulder that backed up to Chautauqua Park. It was beautiful. It, w- it was on the market when they were trying to sell it a year before for $1.89 million. Now, Boulder housing market, ridiculous. Absolutely insane. But we got to stay here for free through house sitting. And we took care of two dogs. And it was a great experience for us. Um, for Carolyn and Frank, you know, they really enjoyed us ha- having us there while they were in India. So just a it was sweet. We wanted to be in Boulder for a month and we were able to do it for free. Yeah. And another fun aspect of house sitting is we don't have pets and we like that. But Trav really likes pets and Wit, of course, he's too, loves dogs and any type of pet. So to pet sit for three weeks, you know, gives you the chance to kind of love on some animals and get those snuggles. And Wit would try to get in the little dog bed with Monkey, the 12-year-old pug. (laughs) It was so cute. So that was another fun aspect, too, of house sitting. Yeah, for sure. So if you're interested in house sitting, we actually just put a, a new post up on the on the blog all about house sitting and the best sites to do it on and how to, you know, how to score house sits and stuff like that. So definitely check it out. Um, if you go to extrapackofpants.com slash house dash sitting, uh, you'll find that. You'll also find it just on the site. And it's a great way. Probably one of the number one, I would say it's the number one way that a lot of people don't know about that you can have really cheap, free 
long-term or semi-long-term travel experiences. But you mentioned three different things. So the first one was house-sitting. What's the second one? Second one one was that we went up to a New York Times travel show at the very beginning of 2019 in January, and we stayed at the Trip Hotel in New York City, and it was totally free because we used our hotel points. So just like frequent fire miles that we talk about, you can earn hotel points to get free night stays. Obviously, uh, New York City can be an expensive place to stay. We stayed one night, of which Heather was actually... No, two nights we stayed. two nights. Two Mm -hmm. nights. Okay. Which you were sick during that time, so we actually just stayed in and watched what movie did we watch we watched um the the one with lady gaga yeah now i can't think of it but either way we watched that star is born a star is born Mm -hmm. heather was like crying in bed and i'm thinking here we are in new york city (laughs) away from the our one kid at that point and we're just laying in a hotel watching a 20 dollars a star is born on pay-per-view but it was a very comfortable hotel and we actually had a suite so it was huge and again, free with our points. Right. So house-sitting, and I wanted to mention those because house-sitting and hotel points, great way to supplement, obviously, paying for trips as well. Then the cheapest actual thing that we paid for um, out of our pocket was we stayed one night. It was supposed to be two nights. Okay, it was supposed to be two nights. We'll talk about why we switched. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up here. Oh, it will. But apartment sunshine in Corchula in Lombarda on the island of Corchula in Croatia originally was $180 for two nights for four people. So break that down. Plus wit. Yes. Five people. Four four adults. So if you're breaking it down, it was $90 a night for two bedrooms. So it was like $45 a night per bedroom. Uh, Definitely was a good deal. But it was was the cheapest deal. Let's say that. All right. So, Heth, those are our just straight up numbers, most expensive, cheapest. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting into the ones we have a bit of opinions. Yes. Best value accommodation of the year. So I have on my list two places, but both of them are beach condos. We stayed at a condo in Orchard Beach, Old Orchard Beach, Maine, and it was around $150 a night. And then in Madera Beach in Florida, we stayed at another beach condo for a week, and it was $100 a night. It came out with Airbnb fees and cleaning fees. Uh, It came out to like $130 a night. But that one, like both of these we stayed at with one of our mothers. So when we were in Maine, my mother stayed with us. So we had two bedrooms. We had three adults, two kids. The one in Florida, your mother stayed with us. Plus, your brother and his friend also stayed with us for, for a few for a nights. Day or two, yeah. So to me, these were the best values because we went in the off season. They were on the beach. These were beachfront condos. So we looked out our balcony to the beach and to the ocean. One, the Atlantic Ocean, and one, the Gulf of Mexico. And it was just, I felt spoiled. I felt very, very excited to be just having these great views. It was the views. Uh, so mine is the Madeira Beach condo. I was going to put the Old Orchard Beach one on, but it was more expensive. So for me, I'm like, all right, if I have to pick one. Yeah, it came out to about $130 a night. Like we said, both were two-bedroom, two-bath condos. Both had awesome decks, and both were the like on the ocean. So uh, yeah, the the one up in, in Maine on Old Orchard Beach, you, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, bigger waves, right? So we'd have the oh, doors yeah. open. So all night you just heard these awesome waves crashing, crashing. Crashing, waves. We didn't have to use the white noise for the kids yeah. because the ocean. Nature's own sound machine. <laughs> you know, we didn't have to put the ocean waves sound option on the sound machine. 
But then, of course, the one in Florida, the beauty of that was the fact that you having incredible sunsets. Oh, my goodness. And a white sand beach right out your door. Plus, there was a hot tub and a pool between our condo, like our little view and the beach. The only thing in between it was the hot tub and the pool. So it's like you walk down one flight of stairs, you're at the hot tub, you take five more steps, you're on the beach seeing sunsets. So the Madeira Beach condo, which we just did in December 2019, which... Here's a little fact, you know, that I didn't really think about. I said to the guy, you know, typically they're charging $250, $300 a night for that condo when it's high season. I was like, man, this is, you know, down at $120 a night, $130 a night when you add the fees in. That's insane. He said, yeah, this between Thanksgiving and Christmas is a bit of a low season here. Yeah, I thought, good to know. I'll do that every year. It was a great time to go because it wasn't too cold yet. I think January might be a little colder, um, even though it's more popular for people to go because it's after the holidays. But, you know, Trav went in the ocean a few times. Uh, the few days were really, really hot, like high 70s. And... It was a great time to go. It was not crowded at all. Sometimes we had the beach to ourselves almost, especially in the evenings. Like we'd be the only people watching the sunset sometimes. Yep. Yep. Madeira Beach, that whole little stretch there uh, near St. Outside of St. Pete. Loved it. All right. Worst value of the year. That has to be for me the Airbnb in Portland. We okay, the, is that the, the one same? in the we stayed in Laurelhurst. Yeah. Yes, the one in the southeast. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Or Hawthorne, rather, not Laurelhurst. Um, yeah, we stayed at two different Airbnbs. The one that was the worst value, it was not a bad Airbnb. It was fine. I mean, it was comfortable. It wasn't super luxurious, but it was really overpriced for really what it overpriced. was. Now, I thought. To be fair. Our friends booked this. It's true. And I, it seemed a little more expensive than we would normally pay. It ended up being, there was two couples there. So again, it was two bedrooms. It was about $200 a night per couple. So you're thinking, all right, four, around, almost $400 a night for this place. It's going to be pretty it nice. It be amazing. It looked pretty nice in the pictures. But it just was dated and it, it was, was really hot dated. and the layout was weird. Yeah. And for for four hundred dollars a night, we were like, no, this yeah. is this is way overpriced. So, yeah. so just a bad value. Yeah, it was Not it an wasn't awful the best. Spot. No, and we didn't have a horrible time there. It was just because it was so expensive, we expected more. Right. All right, your favorite accommodation. This is not. This doesn't have to take price or anything into consideration. Uh-huh. Your favorite accommodation of 2019. This was hard because, as we said, we stayed hard. in so many amazing places. But the first one comes to mind is Dubrovnik because of the view. We so we've been to Dubrovnik before, and this is in Croatia. One of our favorite places, I, my favorite country, I love Croatia. So we've been to Dubrovnik before. And the last time we stayed there, we stayed in the old city, in the in the old walled city. It's beautiful down there. But when you're in the old walled city, you don't have the view of the old walled city. This time we decided to get an Airbnb like up on the mountain. So this Airbnb had this wall of doors glass doors, windows that just opened completely. So you had an unobstructed view of the city of Dubrovnik and the Adriatic Sea. It was incredible. I felt like a rock star at that Airbnb. It felt it exact that is exactly what it felt like. The funny part is inside was nice and, yeah, and it big was enough, nice. but but Slightly, nothing yeah, the style was a little funky inside. But the view I mean because they had about a ten foot wall of windows 
slash door like that that slid open you felt on the edge of the world it was incredible the the name of the airbnb like the title of your book it was called like most amazing view or best (laughs) most amazing view in dubrovnik and so and we saw that and we were just sold so I am with you. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit. I uh, have two as well. Okay, I have five. You have, what so, the heck? So hold on. Five. We have talked about a few of these. Yes. And again, this all comes down to view. So let me run through them really sure. quickly. And and maybe this will pick up your second one. The Madeira Beach yeah, condo. Yeah, that we just was my about honorable mention. Because the sunsets. Right. Okay, so we just talked. The place in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, which you've already mentioned. Again, the amazing view. Then we talked about the amazing, the the actual amazing view condo in Dubrovnik, mm-hmm. which you mentioned. Fourth, I'm going to say the Dreamers Club in Lombardo. So we said that our cheapest was this like sunshine apartment that we stayed in for one night. While it didn't live up to the hype, and so we actually switched to another property that this this girl owned, Tanya, mm-hmm. called the Dreamers Club, which was infinitely better. Mm-hmm. And again, that had an incredible view. Uh, you're there on the edge of yeah. Portugal Island. But not only... So that had an amazing view. But it was... A, she had rebuilt this whole eco hotel herself, like with, with workers. And it, it was, was like an eight-room eco boutique is it boutique or boutique? I don't know. I always say it wrong. People always get on me. Whatever. Uh, hotel with amazing views, but just everything was eco-friendly from the flooring. It had a crazy, like, cool, like, tub, shower, bathroom area. So that was the neatest interior of a place we stayed. Yeah. Plus, it had killer Talk views. about decor. When I... It was so surprising to me that this woman had both of these properties on Airbnb because... Well... well one was the the apartment sunshine was just more low budget. It yeah. was for a lower yeah. budget clientele. It could have fit like eight people. Right. So if you were coming with a group, you didn't. Well, care. and since we're talking about our favorites, that was my least favorite, which is the next category. I we got to that sunshine apartment. It was horrible. It was so uncomfortable. The beds were uncomfortable. It was so bare bones. It was freezing cold because we arrived on a night that was pouring rain and it was like 45 degrees. And the shutters, we couldn't figure out how to close. So at 5 a.m., the sun came up and Wit wouldn't sleep. And it was just an overall bad experience. And then we find out that this woman, she manages this property, but she owns this other property. Right. The Beach Club and Dreamers Club. The Dreamers Club. And it's so gorgeous. It's the exact opposite of the one that we're staying in. And it was only maybe 20 euros more it a night. It was 20 euros more a night. It was completely opposite end of the spectrum. The beds were the most comfortable. I mean, I was pregnant, five months pregnant at the time. And I was so uncomfortable on these beds that I was like, I don't care what we do, but we can't sleep here another night. Right. And so we asked her, we said, listen, we see on Airbnb, you have this other place that looks incredible. I actually walked over to it and said and saw it and was like, this is again, the exact opposite end of the spectrum from complete bare bones. All right, we just need somewhere to sleep to, you know, awesome boutique luxury. And um, yeah, so and, and it was 20 euros more a night. So the second night we stayed at Dreamers Club. So that was cool to to upgrade there. It was um, because it was available at the time. And yeah, that was just I actually have a video of the apartment that I should post on Instagram because I loved it so much. It was so beautiful. And yeah, you opened the windows and you just in these like beautiful yeah, shuttered ships. window windows and 
Yeah. Yeah, you saw the ships coming in around the island. Oh, it was so incredible. Beautiful. But I have one more. Oh, and then I thought we'll, that was five. Sorry. That was four. The one that took the cake, if I had to pick. Oh, your most favorite is I. I, is I am going to actually pick. Okay. Yes. Those others were incredible uh-huh. for all the reasons we talked about. Was staying in Oak Ridge, Oregon. Oh, my With our goodness. friend Vanessa, who if you guys listen to our 400th episode, you, you heard her. Uh, she's our organizational guru here. Her parents own a, the house she grew up in, uh, Oak Ridge, Oregon. It's just very this remote, remote, cool piece of land that overlooks the reservoir. It has all the forestry stuff, like they're in the forestry service stuff. So like you walk out um, and you, there's no one around you. You have an incredible view of the reservoir and the lake there. It was absolutely, it was so peaceful. It was like be. It was when when people talk about going somewhere. I'm like I went here for months to like write a book. You know, you always hear about authors saying that, like going somewhere where it's remote and and serene. That is what I would envision. Just being in this house, incredible view. There was a hot tub. Uh-huh. I slept outside mm-hmm. on an air mattress on their deck the one night because I just thought I'm gonna stay outside and sleep under the stars. It was incredible. <laughs> It was it was Surprising. great. It was a lovely time there. Relaxing is not how I would put it. Being um, seven months pregnant, chasing after a toddler, and then sharing a bed with the toddler because he wouldn't sleep with Trav. He would only sleep with me. I couldn't get in the hot tub. But for you, I'm glad that was number one. <laughs> there you go. So V, Auntie V, thank you for that amazing time and your parents too. Um, yeah, just that it and was very completely unexpected because we didn't know what to expect. Um, going to Vanessa's house and it was a bit out of the way. So it took a little effort to get there. And we're like, oh man, we could just go straight to Portland. We didn't. And I'm so glad we did not. And that we went number down to Oak Number one, accommodation. Number one. All right. You said your least favorite yeah. was the Sunshine Apartment Absolutely. the first night in Lombardo yep. in, on the island of Cordial and Croatia. My least favorite is when we just did uh, a night ago. And that is the Hampton Inn in Turnersville, New Jersey. <laughs> so we went to... But that a, was not in 2019. I guess it was yes, 2019 it was into New 2020. Year's, okay. I guess, yeah. Does it count? Because we checked in December yeah, 31st. We, we checked out January 1st. Why was, over was New Year's it Eve. so bad? So we went to an amazing wedding. Uh, one of our best friends from college got married. And it was a house wedding. And we'll probably get into that. Some of our most memorable experiences in later episodes. But slayed it. Amazing. I've never been to a house wedding before. They did an incredible job. But we just stayed at this Hampton Inn in Turnersville. And it was just, I, we had amazing accommodations this year. This was, it was crappy. It was a crappy Hampton Inn off a highway in New Jersey with no restaurants around it. So much that before the wedding, I ended up eating at a TGI Fridays before the wedding. Do you, I, what, TGI Fridays isn't going to make your most memorable meal? Listen, it was okay. Like, but uh, definitely was not what... You know, not the highlight, not, not the a highlight. highlight. So, and it was really hot in that room. So, and I didn't sleep well. Some of that might have been the six cocktails I had. I don't mm, know. Hampton in Turnersville, New Jersey, my okay. least favorite. Fair enough. All right, Fair we're moving enough. on to flights really quickly. We're just going to give you your best and worst flights, and then we're going to get into some of the miscellaneous. Best flight of the year. I couldn't really think of a best flight. A lot of worst flights. Yeah. A lot of competition for the worst flights. Yeah. But I just put in both of our flights to Florida, mainly because they're the quickest at two and a half hours. And both times we went to Florida, we went in uh, February and we went in December. Like with the one in February, it was just wit. I don't even remember it. So it must have been easy. And then the one that we just took with both of the kids, 
easy. They slept well, and both ways. the big difference was that this time down in December, we had to buy Wit his own seat. And so that actually is super helpful. I mean, obviously you have to pay, but it's nice when now you have four kids, but you have three seats as opposed right. to having to have someone like a bigger kid when he was one and a half on your lap. Um, the best fight for me was that those were in the running because they were, mm-hmm. yeah, they're easy. But I picked this one because it was longer and it worked really well. And that was when we flew from Portland back to Philly on a red eye, mm. five hours on America. Nothing special about the flight other than the fact that it was five hours back and it we left at like, a, like midnight out of Portland, got into Philly, you know, whatever in the morning, but Wit slept the entire time. So we all got to sleep mm-hmm. on that flight. And so the way out there it was when we'd flew out to Seattle was horrible because he didn't sleep at all. And so on the way back, we were kind of like, if he doesn't sleep, this is going to be a long flight. Yeah, uh, But he did. So it it's really flight. important when you're traveling with kids to factor in the best times to fly. We don't just book any flight anymore. We try to be strategic about when are they going to nap? When are they going to sleep? Yep. So an overnight flight is honestly one of the best options. Yeah. For us these days. For sure. Because you're, you have, you definitely have the best chance of them, of them sleeping. Worst flight. For me, hands down the flight from Rome to Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, this is mine too. I mean, it started, we drove from, um, so, uh, Slovenia. No, no, Sarajevo. no, Sarajevo. Sorry, Sarajevo in Bosnia Herzegovina to Zagreb for our flight. Only to find out that instead of going Zagreb to Rome, we had to go Zagreb to Dubrovnik to Rome. Oh, I so forgot they, they switched our flight. I did forget about that. So then we didn't we barely had enough time to get to our originally scheduled flight in Rome. We were running through the airport. I am five months pregnant running through an airport. I could not keep up. Like they had to hold the plane for me because I'm waddling. I mean, at that point I wasn't quite waddling, but I was not running. You can't run when you're five months pregnant. At least I couldn't with a toddler. So I was so out of breath. They had to hold the plane for us. Then we get on the flight and there are four of us, me, Trav, and Trav's parents. Well, five, including Whit, but four adults. Whitaker would not sit with anyone else but me. So here I am carrying Hadley with a huge baby bump. And Whitaker is just crawling all over me for a nine and a half hour flight. It was miserable. So I'm sorry if that makes anybody out there who's thinking of having children not want to travel with them. It, it was a very tough flight. It was tough, but it was only one out of the whole year. Interestingly so. enough, I totally forgot about the whole first part oh of them Lord. adding a layover and us having to run through the Dubrovnik airport terrible. to catch a flight. I just remember specifically the Rome to Philly part yeah. because it was nine, like you said, it was nine hours oh, so and long. he would not sit with any of us. He only wanted to crawl on Heather and, you know, we'd put on a movie and he'd do that for five minutes and they'd be back crawling on her. Um, so yeah, obviously way that, worse for you. Yeah. It was horrible for me because I felt helpless. I'm like, you know, try, all right, I'm, I got to take him from Heather. Like, she, you know, she's so uncomfortable. Trying, but he just wouldn't. He would just start screaming, screaming. So yeah, that was a long, long, mm-hmm. long nine and a half hours. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, we have not traveled international <laughs> since that. But, well, uh, we couldn't because I was right, too pregnant right. and then we had Hadley. I know. I so know. we will I'm be going saying. international in 2020. And the thing is now Wit is over two. He was one and a half then. He was... 
not into watching long stretches of TV. Now the kid, you have to pull him away from the TV. So he will also have his own seat now. Yes. He'll need to have his own seat. So I it was like the threshold where one and a half, 18 months old is a tough, just a tough age. age to travel. Tough but age. once they hit two and you can throw an iPad in front of them for a bit, he colors, he does more things now. So right. yeah. it'll be better. It will be. We're being positive for being 2020. Positive. All right. On to some of the fun, really fun miscellaneous superlatives. First one, Heth, craziest thing that you did this year. The craziest thing that I did was very unexpected and doesn't have anything to do with traveling. And that is had our baby in our bathroom. <laughs> I okay. mean, can I cut you off really quick? Because that is my number one, but okay. I've got two extras. So let me just give them because okay. they, they're cool, but they pale in comparison to the fact sure. that you gave birth to our second kid unexpectedly, unintentionally yeah, did not in the bathroom of our house. So let me just get these in. One, because I wrote these two down and then I remembered we had the baby. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't pick between mountain biking in Oregon oh, my word. and skiing on a 17-inch powder day in Vail. And I'm like, which was crazier? I mean, you know, because I'm not usually an adventure sports junkie, I do like doing that. The mountain biking was fun because I didn't expect to do it. I never mountain biked and Vanessa's stepdad, Bob, took us out and it was it was a blast. I it was one of those things I was scared to do, but then I did and just thought, hey, you've you know, you're proud of yourself when when you're a little fearful of something and, and then you, you do, do it. it. Anyway. And again, he took us on easy stuff, obviously, but still, having never done it, I didn't know what to expect. And then the powder day in Vail was our last day, and I've never skied on real powder. I mean 17 inches got dumped as we were skiing and I went out on my own because a few of my friends didn't go and then I met up with our buddy Sean later I was a little proud of that too because they were like ah oh, you know I don't want to go out today and I was a bit scared I, it was crazy conditions um but it was incredible it was the first time I felt like a real real skier and just had a blast so I thought oh man those are crazy things and then I remembered you gave birth to our little daughter in our house not on purpose. Yes. And I don't want to get too graphic here for those of you who don't care to hear about this, but we had Hadley not planned at our house. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning with contractions that were real labor contractions. After like two weeks of having contractions here and there, they never progressed into the real thing. I was getting pretty irritated, ready for her to come out. It was two days before she was due. Trav had gone out with a friend the previous night, which he doesn't do very often, had a drink or two, had just come to bed at 2 a.m. I woke up at 3 a.m., woke up my mom first because I was hoping Trav would be able to get a little bit of sleep because I knew it was happening. But it just started too too fast. I woke my mom up and the next minute I was like, okay, you need to wake Trav up. We need to leave immediately. We have no time to call the doctor, call the hospital, anything. And then by the time he got up, threw our bags in the car, I was like, I'm going into the bathroom. Like the baby is coming now. And my mom was, you know, very nervous. She's never delivered a baby. She had five of her own children. But at hospitals. But at hospitals. And a few times she almost didn't make it to the hospital. But with wit, you know, it wasn't this fast. So I was not expecting this to happen. Of course, who expects this to happen? So out she came 30 minutes total of yeah, labor. At 3.30 in the morning. And it was just incredible. It was comparatively quite easy to a lot of other labors. Even my labor with wit was not long, but it was eight hours. And 30 minutes is way better. Than eight hours and 
thank thank god for your mom my mom was here and she has good hands because she caught the baby didn't drop her i was on the phone with 911 i was holding wit because (laughs) he heard this commotion he comes out of his room holding his blanket and and his binky just saying like mommy mom i'm like come here buddy and he's like watching his mom give birth hadley born oh it was you know it was wild my mom was a rock star she hadley came out you know healthy she made a small little squeak she didn't even scream my mom swabbed out her mouth you know wrapped her up in blankets we waited for the paramedics to come they were there within like two minutes which was awesome an incredible experience and obviously quite unexpected yeah i mean you can't really compete with that yeah that that might be one of the craziest things that ever happened in our life i don't know i mean there's other stuff but having a kid in your house in 30 minutes uh, in the middle of the night with with no yeah no one around (laughs) like no nurses no no paramedics no no doula nothing just me, Heather, her mom, and Wit. <laughs> no midwife. Yep. There we go. So definitely takes Shout the cake. Shout out to my mom. Definitely cakes, takes cake. Craziest thing was done. All right. The best thing that you bought this year. I had a hard time thinking of this, but then it came to mind, and we mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, our Thanksgiving thanks. We bought a new car. Not a new car, but a new to us car. We got a Volvo, and it's so nice. And it was unexpected because we had we had a Kia 2011 Kia Sorento and it was it was feeling the all 140,000 miles and it was was starting to feel all 140,000 miles. Absolutely. And before we had our second kid, I said to Trav, you know, this car is not feeling so safe when I'm driving it anymore. It's making lots of rattling noises. It feels like it's going to fall apart, literally. And he's like, no, 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 we'll be fine. And I said, I think we need to just think about purchasing a new car so then we took it in to get it inspected and it sealed the deal that the 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 auto shop was like listen this car is not even worth fixing to get it inspected so trav as he does did hours upon hours upon hours of research found a great deal and we got a volvo yeah and it's great and it has very nice Heated steering wheel, so I mean mm. that's made the, that's made the, uh, the winter, winter a little easier. Yes, absolutely, uh, all wheel drive, four wheel drive, all that kind of stuff. So very safe. Okay. I feel great driving it around with our family. So nice. yes, that that was there the thing go. that came to mind. I don't know what's yours. I have two. Of course, I, I keep cheating. <laughs> I'm cheating a lot here. I'm yeah. not, but five for your best accommodation. I did end up picking one though. I just I wanted to throw yeah. some honorable mentions. The best thing that we bought. I have two because one we didn't technically buy. Uh, it was given to us. and But it was one of the things I've been... Every day, I'm very happy about this thing. Okay. And that is Suave's shoes. Okay. So we have been looking for amazing travel shoes. And in reality, these are just amazing shoes. They're great for travel because they're really light. They pack up really mm-hmm. small, all that kind of stuff. They, they look stylish. You know, you can wear them when you're walking around a city or you can wear, like, dress them up and go out to a really nice dinner or play. They're amazing. But I wear them every day when I'm not traveling. Mm-hmm. They are my go-to shoe now. And so we got sent these. You know, I we worked with Suaves and they're a sponsored podcast. You guys have heard it before. So I just reached out to them when I saw them and thought, all right, I think this is going to be an amazing travel shoe. So we talked. They sent us a few to try out. And uh, Heather was a bit more skeptical. She's like, I don't know if I like these. And you put them on. The first time you put them on, you said... These are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. They are. They are so comfortable. My feet never hurt when I'm wearing them. It's almost like walking on a cloud. I don't know how they do it because they're very minimal. 
But the fly knit material on the top is very comfortable. You can slide them on and off, even though they have laces. They're just, I've never gotten a blister from them. Yeah. I've walked miles around various cities around the world in these shoes. Yeah. They're, They're awesome. So great. They are absolutely everything and more that I hoped when I reached out to them because I, you know, I've seen travel shoes before. I haven't liked the style. These are simple, but stylish, comfortable. I just love them. So I, we didn't buy them. Would I buy them? A thousand times over, I would buy them. I would recommend them and have recommended them to anyone that asks. And we have a lot of people. We've actually both gotten plenty of compliments. We were just down in Florida and someone, uh, oh, a very yeah. stylish, yeah. Uh, younger, you know, female, yeah. probably like oh, yeah, in mid, her early so, 20s, yeah, maybe mid 20s. Uh, we were just sitting out and she goes to Heather because Heather and I have the, I was not wearing mine that time. Where else <laughs> we She's like, oh, I love those shoes. What are those? And you know, and so yeah. they're just awesome. Um, So check it out. Actually, you can, you can get a discount too. If you use our code EPOP, um, you'll get 15% off. Uh, highly recommend Suaves, obviously. The second thing, and this is something I bought, uh, it's a second monitor that attaches to the back of my MacBook Air. So it's a mobile Pixels Duo. And so it has magnets and it's just an on-the-go second monitor. So this is awesome for doing work. It attaches to the back of my MacBook Air or any laptop and then you can slide it out. So at home, obviously, I've got this huge like other 20-inch monitor. Right. But this is super light, under two pounds. You can travel with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it so much because when you get used to having second monitor, it's really hard to work on one laptop screen. Uh, we love it so much that we bought it for some of our team members as well. So um, yeah, the Mobile Pixels Duo. I've been very, very pleasantly surprised. So those are the awesome. best things that I bought. All right. Biggest change in 2019. For me, this was just going from one kid to two kids. I mean, that was the thing in our life that changed the most. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to put that, but I'm going to give a travel-related one. Sure. And, and that is, obviously, this maybe is kind of ties into it. It does tie into it. And that was, it's a bit twofold. I have two things written down here, two bullet points. Intentionality in our travel and coming to peace with, quote-unquote, less crazy travel. And we're going to talk about most unexpected thing in a yeah. good way. So I'll touch on this in the next one. Trav but- always wants to go everywhere. If we're literally three hours from the border of a new country, he's like, yep, we're going there. At the same time as, you know, we're in this other, on this other trip. He just always wants to go. Even when we were in Croatia and we did three days here, three days here, three days here. Then we drove down to Montenegro, went over to Sarajevo, then back to Croatia. You were like... Man, we should just take my parents up to Lake Bled. It's not even that far. Like Lake Bled is so amazing. We were on a 10-day trip with yes. a toddler and he wanted to add in a whole other country. Yes. I I am very insane. insane when it comes out. I always want to see more, do more, go more. Um I want it to be more off the beaten path, all that kind of stuff, right? I think that will always be my personality. Yes. But I have really come to not just, I, I don't want to say like just be okay with going to Old Orchard Beach in Maine and going to Florida. It's more than being okay with it. I have very thoroughly enjoyed these things that might not be crazy and fast and exotic. I, I've really enjoyed it. And and so on top of that, I think we planned out a lot of our travel for 2019. We planned it out at the end of 2018 
we so we knew what was coming. Now that changed when we, when we found out we were pregnant, and having a second kid. Mm-hmm. We you know we didn't take a trip to Paris that we we're going to take. We didn't go to New Zealand, but we instead of kind of letting uh you know spur of the moment travel dictate and upend our lives we really sat down and said like is it worth going on this trip how much time is it going to take and so we planned stuff out a lot more and i think that is just a an effect of having two kids and realizing that if we do spur of the moment stuff which we still do it's going to it's going to be harder and it's going to take a lot more energy out of us so we just have to be intentional with saying like all right we know um that sure that this is going to be a little tougher than it was when it was just two of us. So that's the biggest change for me. Definitely. The most unexpected thing, but in a good way. That happened in 2019. That happened in 2020. 2020, no, 2019. You try to tell the future? Sorry, no, I'm so sorry. You go first on this one. All right. Are you you still don't know your no, answer? No, I know. I I mean, okay, my you go most first. unexpected thing and this this goes back to what I was just saying in a good way is Florida. Okay. So when we went to Florida in February uh, to hang out with Jason from Zero to Travel, we originally were supposed to do January and February, somewhere in Central America, two months, live down there, all this kind of stuff. And it just, we found out we were pregnant. And so then we cut this trip, or actually we were originally going to go to Columbia. So we cut this trip to Columbia out because we were pregnant. And long story short, we ended up only going to Florida and those three weeks in Florida, I sat back and thought, oh my gosh, I don't care that I'm not in Columbia. This is amazing. We we're in Tarpon Springs, Florida. I was swimming in February on the beach. We loved it so much on the Gulf Coast that then, like we said, we went back in December and said we would just want a nice, easy, fun, warm trip. And we went back and we loved it again. So yeah, Florida, but more specifically, just that St. Pete area. I just We've gone. To, we went twice in 2019, and uh, I was hating on it yeah. the first time, and we loved it so much that I Listen, would move there. Travel doesn't have to be a certain thing. It doesn't have to be. Oh, I went to Kyrgyzstan, or I wish I do want to do. Which Trav does really want to do, um, or I went somewhere super exotic, or you know, it took a 15 hour flight and then a three hour flight and a bus and a train and all these things. That is great, and we've done that. But sometimes. You just want it easy and a two and a half hour flight and a beautiful beach where everybody speaks English. It's yeah. nice. And, and you can still get Cuban sandwiches. And you can still get so amazing Cuban sandwiches. My most unexpected thing is just a day that we did and it was in Croatia. I love Croatia. I don't keep it a secret. It's one of my favorite places. But this time we went to a new place. Uh, we went to... Korchula. And when you leave Korchula, you have to drive, if you go down south to Dubrovnik, you have to drive the Peljesic Peninsula. And it was beautiful. It was more beautiful than I expected it to be. And I just, I'm thinking back on that day, it was raining and cloudy, but sometimes... When we left, when right? We, yeah. Well, the whole, the whole drive down until we got to Dubrovnik, I think it cleared up or something. But I have pictures and videos of just driving down. We took this like little turn after we went to a winery and didn't know if it was even a real road. It was on the it was on the co- like on the cliffs just going down. And we did that because our friend Nick said, "Listen, you've got to go to this fish like you've got to go to the seafood, seafood restaurant. restaurant. It's the best seafood I've ever had." 
It's in this tiny town. Just go to the harbor. Mm-hmm. It's the one that starts with the V. Yeah. I can't even remember the name of it. And we're yeah. not going to say it because no. it is going to come It'll up in our up. Best Meals podcast. So we found this tiny road and I'm looking on Google Maps. I'm like, I think we can get down to the town on this like dirt path. I'm not sure, but it looks like it on Google Maps. So why don't we give it a try? Like worst case is, well, worst case is we go off the edge of the cliff. But um, like worst case is, you know, we have to turn around and come back hopefully. And uh, we did. It was like a little farm road and it was just so unexpected. And to me, you know, you think of doing a coastal drive and having the perfect weather and the sunshine and all this. But sometimes to me, I love those more turbulent, rainy days because it feels like you're more of a local because you're not having this pristine, perfect experience. You know, you're driving into a fishing village. The weather's a little bit stormy. You can see the fishing boats bobbing in the bay. And you're like, yeah, this is this is what happens all a lot. And it just made me feel, I don't know, really just reflective and nostalgic and all these wonderful, cool emotions and just cozy. And then we had this amazing lunch and they had a beautiful view of the bay even though it was pouring rain, it was just like a very cozy experience. Nice. And beautiful. That was a that was a great day. And that you're right. Unexpected because I think when we set off, we were thinking, Oh man, I wish it was sunny. You know, we're gonna be driving along the coast of Croatia. Everyone wants it to be sunny or through the islands of Croatia. You want it to be sunny, but it wasn't, and it was still incredible. Most unexpected thing in a bad way. You struggled with this. I did. And then I remembered that my entire month of January, I spent mm. almost on the couch. Which I think prohib- I blocked that out of my yeah, mind. Which prohibited a lot of our travel. I woke up on January 4th with a pinched nerve and a herniated disc. And I've never had this. So anyone out there who has had this, it immobilized me. It was so painful. And the problem was that I was eight weeks pregnant. So I could take no medicine. You can't even take ibuprofen when you're pregnant. In fact, I asked my OBGYN and I was like, listen, I'm in so much pain. What can I take? And they're like, well, don't take ibuprofen. Like it would be better for you to take a steroid than it would be for you to have an anti-inflammatory medicine because it's just so bad for the baby. And I was newly pregnant. I was in the first trimester. So I just kept trying to do all these things like get massages, go to the chiropractor, put ice, put heat, take Tylenol, which did nothing. So for a month, I was just really in excruciating pain until finally when I got to my third trimester, I felt as though it would be safe enough to take a steroid um, and it and it healed my pinched nerve just in time for us to fly to Florida and then go to Mexico thereafter. But it really put a dent in our new year. We couldn't really travel. Trav had to take care of Wit a lot. I completely it, blocked that from memory I, because yeah, it was it was a bad, very difficult time. Yeah. I I actually said to Heath, you know, obviously I'm not comparing why well, I was comparing myself, but I said this is a little bit of what a single parent feels like because you couldn't pick what up. You couldn't really do anything. You're not bedridden the whole time, but you were, it was hard for you to do anything. And I thought, I don't know how people do it. Like it gave me a very, you know, looking back, looking at the (laughs) silver lining of this horrible month was that it gave me some perspective to say, man, there are people out there who are doing it on their own every day all the time. Um, Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I, what was your? Out. You completely it, blocked it. I out. did. I mean, good riddance to that January yeah. 2019. No, Let's hope January 2020 you. is a little better than that. No, thank you. Most unexpected thing in a bad way. 
This was getting to put Vise Lakes in Croatia, oh my word. a place we've always wanted to go. And we've oh, been to Croatia a few times. So finally, I we're like, we're going to put Vise Lakes. And not knowing that they just implemented a thing that you have to buy, like they only let a certain amount of people in at a time, and you have to buy a ticket ahead of time online. It was a brand new program they rolled out like that month. Yeah, so we had no idea. And so we actually got to put Vise Lakes after being in Croatia a few times and finally saying, we're going here. Everyone loves it. And we got there and we couldn't even go in. And because we were on a schedule, we couldn't stay that day. So yeah, I we, mean, we didn't had, get to go. We still have not ever been. Yeah, they had such an influx of tourists that they had to implement this to preserve the park. And we got there at 10 o'clock in the morning and the next group to go in that we could go in with was at 4 p.m. Right. And we just, and we just didn't have time because we, we were driving to split that day. It, it was just, yeah, it was not. So that was a big womp, yep, womp, yep, womp, womp. Most underwhelming thing <laughs> that happened or, or place. Or, yeah. I mean, again, I couldn't think of one because we did. Ha- we just really did have a good year. But you reminded me of this. And it we drove to Montenegro. And we were in we were in Dubrovnik and we had that sweet apartment and we were at a beach south of Dubrovnik and we were deciding whether we should go back to the apartment or if we should drive to Montenegro because it's only like an hour away. And, you know, I was kind of ambivalent and we ended up going to Montenegro. Well, my parents didn't really care. I think my dad was like, I want to, you know, I'd like to go down sure. and say I've been to Montenegro. So we said, OK. So we drove down. The drive is not that exciting it's not as exciting as the drive you know from split to Dubrovnik and the Pelagic Peninsula and all these things it wasn't that beautiful we got stuck in some construction traffic then we get to this little town Hersignovi which was cute enough but then we went to a rest like the food options were abysmal we went to Coder last time we went to Montenegro and it was just a little too far to do in an evening. And we really loved Coder. It's a beautiful little port town. It's very amazing views going around the bay and the lake there. So this was just super... Essentially, it was going to be like a two-hour drive to Coder. We did the half of it. We did the yeah. first hour to Hersignovi thinking, okay, Maybe well, we'll yeah. the thing that stinks is the first hour is the bad hour. Um, and then, you know, the, the real nice drive in Montenegro that we have done before was from Herzegnovi to Coder. We just didn't have time. So yeah, I mean, I'm still glad my parents went. I'm still sure. glad that Wick gets to say he's been to Montenegro. Fair enough. And that my parents could say they've been to Montenegro, but it wasn't in hindsight, the, ex- the experience that I was hoping they would have and that you would have. No. And then we ate like... I think I had chicken schnitzel with some really okay. Yeah, it was not, not a good. Not going to be on your best meals. No, no. sir. My most <laughs> underwhelming thing. This is just a short. Again, we know we had a great year when it was hard to pick something out. This is just a short little quip. We in Split. We uh, when we were in Split last time, we stayed there for three weeks and we spent a lot of time on Botchvise Beach. And it's just this little beach right there in Split. And uh, <laughs> this, so I'm like. All right, guy. To my parents, we're gonna spend a night in Split. I'm gonna take you to Botchvise. It's not the prettiest beach in in Croatia by any means, but it's right there in the town, so it's really easy to get to, and it's got some little, you, you know, places to eat around it. And we just had good experiences there last time. And this time, like, all right, here we go. We got into Split. It was it was crazy <laughs> finding a parking spot. It took me and my mom like legitimately two hours. We got lost in that city. Then all these one ways. It was crazy. Finally, get in. I'm like, we're going to the beach. It was sunny out. 
or it was sunny out. So I get on my uh, swimsuit. I get I put a swimsuit on wit. I'm like, let's go down. Let's at least see this beach. Maybe we could jump in the water. As soon as we start walking the five minutes down to the beach, it gets super stormy. We're on the beach. It's like a windstorm. It's, it's so cold. cold. The beach looks like it's been torn apart by a storm, which it probably had been because we went to Croatia the same time that we had spent three weeks in Croatia, like four years previously. And the weather was drastically different because right. they had a cold front this time. It was quite rainy. We didn't have the best weather throughout most of our trip to Croatia. It was cold. Yeah. And so my parents so were they just were like, like this, this is the beach you want us to come to? I'm like, <laughs> not that well, good. it's not exactly the experience we had four years ago. So, But you never know. Yeah. Things I change. mean, it's just the way it was. So that was the only thing I yeah. could think of, of being like a, mm -hmm. a very underwhelming. I was in a swimsuit ready yes. to go in the water and it dropped to probably 45 degrees Oh my Fahrenheit. word, it was so, so cold. Very um, cold. All right, two more. Neatest person we met this year. So I have two. I do too. Actually three. Okay, I have two still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why would you say you have two and then have three? Like, Well, I have two mentions. The, the first one is a single person and the second is a couple. So go for it. The first person is Mackenzie Lawrence. Okay. We got an email from Mackenzie back in maybe February. And because sometimes we're not great at responding to emails, I did not respond to her until April. She wrote to us about helping us, you know, interning with us, with helping with social media and things like that. I responded to her. I mean, she just emailed us out of the blue, you know, on a whim, said she'd been listening to our podcast and would love to help us out with some things. I email her back and we start an internship with Mackenzie. She's an incredible person. We hired her after her internship because she's such a go-getter. She knows how to hustle. She did her side hustle so well that she's already quit her nine to five and become right. Which we are location independent. Very so, proud of, and of her and very excited to help others do it. Hence some of the stuff we're doing in 2020. Right. And you know, when I thought of new people that we had met, she came to mind first. Then the second honorable, I guess the honorable mention, is a couple. And we first met John, John McKenzie, when he came to our LI retreat in Mexico. No relation to Mackenzie Lawrence. No Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah, no relation to Mackenzie Lawrence. I, it's calling her Mackenzie Lawrence is weird. I'm just going to say <laughs> Mac. Mac. Yep, Mac. Which you um, guys heard on our 400th episode right. with our team. Exactly. She's great. So we met John when he came to our LI retreat. And he, was, he, he is such a lovely person. And, you know, he talked very lovingly about his husband, Mark. And, you know, I didn't get to spend a ton of time with John in Mexico because I was, you know, hanging out with Wit a lot of the time and it, w it was just a little bit busy. Well, then when we went out to WDS in Portland, John was there with his husband, Mark. And, you know, they're just such a lovely couple that I enjoy thoroughly enjoyed meeting them and they're just an inspiration their relationship is lovely they've faced some challenges in their life and like have come through they're out there they're traveling they're just a great couple and i'm just really happy to have met them man uh, okay i feel really bad because i was for whatever reason thinking more like random people we okay. met traveling versus yeah, and versus that's people fine. in our life. I, that's yes. fine, but I couldn't think of no, like no. a random travel I, person. I just and want, then look, these people. I want Mac and John and Mark <laughs> to know that I love you guys. And uh, 
I'm just going to say that you would be on my list had I thought of it in that way. Sure. Yeah, you're totally right on all those points of that. And I actually completely forgot that the Location India Retreat in Mexico, our MexX event, was in 2019. And we got to meet so many many amazing people there that we had never met in person. People who are members of our Location India community. So let me just blanket statement. That was an incredible event getting to hang out with the people that we hadn't met before. All of you are on that list if you're listening. Um, when I'm thinking of just random people that we met traveling, two people come to mind. Okay. I'm interested. Both from Croatia or both we met in Croatia. Okay. Uh, one is not Croatian. Uh, Tanya, who was the one who built the eco hostel mm-hmm. that we talked about, um, the Dreamers Club. That was one of our favorite places that we stayed. She, A, it was incredible that she moved there because she loved the Adriatic Sea so much. Well, yeah, and because she, she's not Croatian. She's Slovenian. I mean, she designed and helped build this incredible eco-hostel. It's just, again, it was cool. She's a go-getter. She had this dream of living on the Adriatic and kite surfing and, and building this place. And it took her three or four years to get it done. And uh, not only was that amazing, but B, she we had some mishaps with our car. And she basically... The only reason that, I forgot about that sixth car rental actually got us a new car after screwing us over is that she got on the phone with them and just ripped them apart and was like... In Croatian. And, yeah, and she's like, I used to... She, and when she got off, she's like, well, I used to be a lawyer in my, in my old life, so uh, I know what I'm doing. And so they yeah, were like... I totally forgot. She, she saved us. She saved us. Big she time. saved us big time. Big time. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely worth a mention of the neatest person we met. I had just forgotten about it because it was such a disastrous situation, which is our next category. Biggest mishap. So we'll get Biggest that in one mishap. second. I just want to throw uh, a little plug here for the, I don't even know his name, but the chef uh, and the owner of the restaurant, one of our favorite restaurants of the year, maybe our favorite, you have to listen to Best Meals podcast from Vitace in that tiny town that Heather mentioned was was her favorite day. Um, he is a fisherman and he goes and catches the fish, comes back, cooks it at his restaurant. Um, and my dad just kept saying, He's just a really cool guy. He's the guy that I want to hang out with. So it's just this rugged Croatian fisherman who started a restaurant, who cooks the food. Um, and uh, yeah, just he, the owner from Vitace was just, again, I we got to talk to him sparingly, maybe for 10, 15 minutes when he took us back in the kitchen, but just seemed like a really, the definition of a neat person. Absolutely. So. All right, last category here. Biggest, Our biggest mishap. mishap of 2019. It has to be the same one, obviously. I have two. What? They both have to do with cars on the on the Croatian road trip. Yeah, but the bigger mishap is that we got on the ferry from Split to Korchula, which was not a nice ferry to even begin no, with. It horrible. was pouring rain. It was horrible. There was nowhere to sit. I actually sat in the car with Wit. And we didn't have anything on. We didn't have the car on. We weren't using the battery. Nothing like that. We were just sitting in the car. Wit took a nap. Then, you know, the the ferry ride was like three hours long. Everybody gets in the car and we get ready. We port and we we get ready to drive off the ferry. The car will not start. It is a brand new car. 
like a, almost like a van, an SUV van, and it had how many miles on it, Trav? Like it, it was brand like it had 400? no kilometer. No, no, no. no. It, it was no brand kilometers. New. Like the only kilometers it had on it when we picked it up at the split airport were the kilometers from the dealership to the airport. We are the first people to drive this car. Brand new car just literally stopped working. It was like a computer in the car had turned off and it wouldn't start. Nothing would happen. So we're just stranded on this ferry in the pouring rain. It's pouring. like seven o'clock so, at night. And everyone's like, all right, get off the ferry. And I'm telling these Croatian ferry guys, I'm like, the car won't start. Yeah, we can't get it And so start. they're looking at it. If a Croatian ferry guy who probably can fix anything can't fix a, this car, no one can, right? And they're like... They're trying. They're doing all this stuff. Oh, they're like, it's, it's not working. Disaster. So they had to, I had to put us in neutral. They had to push us off the ferry onto, onto the, the dock. dock. And then we just were stuck there. Yeah. And it, and then when the, you say the it was raining, ferry, it was sheets yeah, of rain. Yeah, it was sheets of rain. We docked at this tiny town. There's like nothing happening. It's seven o'clock at night. It's getting dark. The ferry leaves. And the only thing that the guy said to us, you know, one of the ferry engineers, he said in English, because he spoke with the six people and he said, okay, someone's going to come and meet you at the dock to help you with this car. And then they leave and, and there's nothing around. Nobody's around. We're thinking, oh my gosh, we could just be stranded here with nobody to help like, us. We have no idea if someone's actually coming yeah. or not. Fortunately, somebody did come About pretty quickly 10, in 15 20 minutes. minutes later. And, you know... The whole thing happens where they come, they get us a small little sedan, they drive us to a auto mechanic shop on the middle of the island. They say that we can use the sedan over the weekend because it was a Friday night. Mind you, we're going from a seven passenger van to, to a, a five person, barely five person sedan with all our luggage and four adults and a kid in a car seat. So not the most comfortable. We've and this is like a... 10 year old sedan that the guy's like don't worry i mean all these lights were coming on like check engine yeah. lights and stuff. he's like oh no no it's fine so we, and we drive had to pay him for it. you know it was like we had to rent the car from him and he's like oh you know six will reimburse you after the weekend you know call them you'll get everything sorted they'll send a new car all this stuff it was such a disaster that we could go on and tell you every single detail it would take a while but it was horrible and the the worst is that then we told you tanya from from the eco hostel then or eco hotel called sixth wasn't going to bring us a new car we were going to be stuck on this island because we had to get the sedan back they they just they did bring us a new car it was way smaller than it wasn't smaller than a sedan but it was not a seven passenger thing passenger thing and so all this happens let me just finish the story i guess it's all continuation of one story all this happens we get this new car after fighting with sixth you know we're driving it we get to Sarajevo. I'm pulling out of a parking garage. The last trip we have to take with this car before the turning it day. in. And I scratch it on this like crazy weird. I'm behind a building in old Sarajevo. I'm trying to get out of this weird parking lot. I scratch the whole car up. Um, that was my other mishap. That was the second one. It was like on the last day, putting a huge scratch on the car. All this, we return the car. But we have to return early in the morning, so there's no one there to talk to when we return it at the airport. And then I have to deal with this for three months after because they're sending me all these crazy bills. They're not willing to reimburse us for the for the other vehicle. They're saying it's like our fault that the vehicle, the first vehicle, broke down. And so I literally went back and forth for months with them because they were charging trying to charge us thousands of dollars extra for the damage to the first car. I'm like, 
your car broke down on me. I didn't want this to happen. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a just whole a whole big scene. It was a nightmare. So it was awful. That was the biggest travel miss. Yeah. I, that I'm was probably very the worst one that we've it. ever oh, my had, maybe. I, I mean, it ended up working out. I did get most of the money back. I mean, we were probably out. Long story sh- shorter, for all of the trouble that we had to go through, it actually ended up costing us about $500 out of pocket because sixths brand new car broke down on us so um yeah to say i'm not ever going to rent from sixth again would be an understatement customer service was horrific and um yeah the fact that they were trying to charge us for, for their car breaking car, down just not working uh, but is asinine. don't let that dissuade you from traveling because <laughs> man i don't want to end on this i'm a little riled up no maybe but. we should have started with the biggest mishap and ended with like our most memorable moment but we had a great year in 2019, despite a few negative things. Most of it was just absolutely amazing, including, you know, our awesome accommodations, Views, our wonderful Views. our wonderful trips that we took with various family members and, you know, Florida, just, Florida, Florida, being Florida. Florida. Adding another child, you know, traveling as a family of four. Listen, we can do it. You can do it. You can have a travel mishap and come through. And actually, the day that the car broke down ended up going better than we had imagined because from when it broke down, it was like 7 p.m. I thought we're never going to get to the Airbnb on the other side of the island to like one o'clock in the morning. And it did get resolved quite quickly. We were able to stop at a grocery store. Got to the Airbnb by 9 p.m. I mean, we we could have and feasibly thought that we would be stranded yeah. in a car that wouldn't move on the edge of a port in the middle of nowhere in the in the rain, and we weren't. We yeah, did and, and it the- did get resolved, and so it did cost us a little bit more money and some headaches in the end. The actual day of went not as bad as could be expected for just having a car stop working on right. a remote island right. <laughs> on the Adriatic Sea. So there you go. Uh a phenomenal year. So, so many positive things. Uh, we'd love to hear yours too. So let us know, especially some of the cool stuff that we went through. Like, you know, what's the craziest thing that you did? What is, you know, maybe the neatest person you met or your biggest travel mishap or the most unexpected thing in a good way? Get at us. Uh, let us know at Extra Pack of Peanuts on Instagram. It's always fun to hear your stories um, as well, because when you travel, all of these things will happen. Right? Unexpected things in a good way, in a bad way, neat people, mishaps, changes, all that kind of stuff. Sixth happens. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. We're going to end on that. Guys, we do have six S-I-X, not S-I-X-T. We have six more parts of our seven-part year in review. So don't forget those will be coming out soon. We'll be doing our uh, next one. We'll be doing our travel stats. Then we'll go into our best meals of 2019. You do not want to miss that because we had some phenomenal ones. Best coffee and wine, best beer, best desserts. And we'll wrap it all up probably at the end of January-ish with our best experiences of the year as well. So let us know um, as we continue this series some of the answers to those questions for you. Uh, we love to hear that from you. Remember, you can do that on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. You can get all our show notes at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Here's to 2020. Hat January 2020. Going to be better than January 2019. No pinched nerves. Yes, no, no pinched nerves. Discs. No thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the support as always. That continues to make us the top rated travel podcast out there. And until next time, happy free travels. Oh.
I'll show you Paris soon.